Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the TRSF podcast. We have Andy back again, the sneaker dog. Hi there. And we've got Leon Avery. Not Leon Avery. Not Leon Avery. Chip. And the guy with the three stripes. Um, sneakers John. And we wanted to kind of, there were a few things that we spoke about on the other discussion mm. that I wanted to speak a bit more about some other stuff because the last episode was quite lengthy. Uh, mm. Great for people who want yeah. to commute. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It could be that this one airs first. We have no real idea. Actually, yeah, you might yeah. see this one first. What's the second episode <laughs> for 45 minutes of in-depth talk? But Andy, how did you um, had a transition from being... Because actually, that's a distinction I want to make. When I started buying sneakers, I was a sneakerhead, but I wasn't a collector. I feel like we've all become collectors <laughs> at this point. Interesting. But how did you become a collector from being a sneakerhead? Um, so for me, I was exactly the same as you in that I would used to buy trainers to be fulfilling some kind of exercise or and I would probably wear them into the ground and throw them away and buy new pairs uh, but um, it, it's always been a uh, I've always wanted to sort of go in sneaker shops and, and 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 look at what's on display and what's what's coming out even if I wasn't necessarily going to uh, going in there to actually buy a uh, buy a pair but for me I think the interest coming from my background working in finance for over 20 years uh, and the, the 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 huge sort of increase um, in importance and um, in sort of at leisure and also the collecting of sneakers and the store of value and stuff is something that's very very interesting to me. It's something that's sort of close to my heart. And you know, there's I think the the the, the sneaker companies now, the manufacturers, are doing such a great job of bringing out some of the classics. Um, they're making it. They're they're making this stuff collectible. So. Where does the sneaker dog come from? Where does the name very come good, from? That's a very good, uh, very good question. So, um, my um, my nickname, I was given a nickname called because so I'm Andy Wilson, and my nickname in the city for a very long time. Hang on, I'm related to you. <laughs> that's your fake we name. We just though. found out on my TikTok. It defaulted <laughs> to my email um, name, and I had a sub. It. I made up this name once when I had to subscribe to something called Jamie Wilson, and I just saw it on TikTok because we just actually we just started a TikTok channel on. Um, <laughs> so the Real Side family is on TikTok officially. Go and check us out. But I'm related to you because I'm called Jamie Wilson. There we go. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so yeah, so my nickname that was given to me probably uh, around 2000, 2001, I became known as the Wilst Dog. Um, so I've been known as the Wilst Dog for a very long time. Uh, and the sneaker dog, especially as there was the shoe dog thing as well, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It, it kind of, they, they kind of, it just kind of happened really. So that, that's the background behind it anyway. It's quite funny because when I first saw your handle, I did think you were like a teenager. <laughs> no, because it's the sneaker dog. You wouldn't think of a grown man, a professional being, well, being called. Phil Knight calls himself the shoe dog. Yeah, you know, I guess. Uh, but it came from a long time ago, which is uh, the dog sense. part of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I get so, it. and I was just sort of, you know, like you do with gadgets and yeah. and sneakers with your gadgets, John. Well, yeah, just the John came from a long time ago. The John there came from. It's kind of born with that name. Your name so. a bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's that's how it's uh, that that's how it's come about. Yeah. See, because whenever I, I I reference you when I'm talking to somebody else, I always say Andy Sneaker Dog is what I always say. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, there's other Andes, but there's only one sneaker dog. There is there's actually two sneaker dogs. Um, <laughs> there is. Um, we, we'll get because him. there was a guy. <laughs> we'll get him on the show. And we'll have a fight between. Who's there was a guy dog. that came up as the sneaker dog. Um, started following me, and I was like, "Wow, what's all this about?" He started following me, so I then looked, and he 
Uh, fair play. I think he was going to try and do a few little bits and pieces on uh, on some sneaker releases and stuff. And I messaged him and I said, wow, so there's two sneaker dogs. <laughs> and he was like, oh, man. Like, as if he didn't know, but he was already following yeah, me. Yeah. So, um, you see one more and got Actually, I remember yeah. that day and exactly. I, I messaged, I DM you and I was like, is this guy knowing you? Is your second account, is your backup account or what's happening here? Like, yeah, I remember that day. He started though. following... Uh, a lot of the same people that I followed. Oh, right. Um, he's, he's, so he's just is he from the UK? Your identity. Um, do you know what? I think he might be. Okay. I think I think he might be. But shout out to him because I'm the original Snicker Dog. <laughs> Fair enough. That's it. And so how many kicks have you got now? Seen as you've been collecting for, what, 20 plus years? Well, I haven't. So, so that's my point. My, I would be... I've always had a, a, a big interest in trainers, but I would be wearing them for specific stuff and I would be sort of wearing them, wearing them and um, sort of wearing them into the ground almost. <laughs> so I reckon I've probably got about 50-ish pairs, okay. I think. So, you're not, so it's a, not, you're not an addict? No. I mean, a lot of people that I know think I am. <laughs> um, my collection is not nowhere near as vast as, as, as I'm sure all of you guys. Uh, but for me... Um, I love looking at them. I have them displayed. I don't. I keep all my boxes, mm. um, but I have them on a. It was actually a very cheap setup. I got it from IKEA, and uh, if anyone looks on my Instagram um, along the the history lot like, stories along the top, I've got one of those. If you click on it, it shows it. Like um, all set up. But it was. Um, but but yeah, exactly. I got the setup on there, uh, and it was units that you can just get in IKEA, uh, and it's it's a, it's it looks for me. It looks amazing. I've got some sneak sketch. UK nice. uh, pictures on there guy. as well. Yeah. Love that um, Speaking of displays, I mean, look what Chip's done on the back here. Yeah. That is yeah. bonkers. I, like, I want to see your setup at home. How do you store your trainers? Actually, all my setup now, it's limited to space, so every, every shirt is, is it's in their own box, stacked on the cupboard. Uh, hopefully, we move soon, and I've been allowed already to have a sneaker room. Nice. I think while we're on the subject of display and on storage of, of shoes, because I'm, I'm actually kind of similar to you in that I have ugh, I have around 40 to 50 pairs. And my display is all... The, I, I display all of them. They're all out. I flat pack my boxes for the most part. And they're all on like IKEA shelving, right? I feel like that's like the standard for what people do when you've not got... <laughs> millions and millions of pairs you just want to actually display them but um typically they tell you not to to post pictures of 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 that and i know that chip we were talking about it earlier that you don't necessarily want to post all of your pairs oh. we know quite a few people who have actually had their, their houses robbed yeah as or, a result or of storage of, rooms or yeah. uh their places robbed and feel sad and bad and and not yeah. many people insure their sneakers which is kind of yeah the so, concern. so we've been running a little bit of a thing on our on our insta story and um, basically just asking people about general things that you usually wouldn't hear about like uh, the monetary aspect of how much you've spent uh, how many pairs you do actually have and whether you have got insurance and this that and the other and for the most part I think we've had a, like several hundred responses and something like 16% of people have actually got insurance. Oh, got insurance. Wow. So, I, I, oh, I thought it'd be zero to be honest. 16 but that could be included under like house contents yeah, insurance. I wonder if it's named, named under house, household insurance yeah, I yeah. wonder because that's Sorry. Yeah. No, 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 I was going to say that, that to me would be the obvious way to do it. You know, if you mm. have like watches or jewellery or... Um, 
part. You, you pro- yeah, but you, you you would probably highlight something of high value to the mm. insurance company and say, oh, and by the way, I've got this or because I think that's my biggest that. concern. So, is, like some of my shoes are worth thousands of pounds, and I'm yeah. worried that they'd give me the sixty five pounds I paid for. Well, that's the thing that they they do. <laughs> Sell it to you, StockX. Mm. They do yeah, unless you unless you have like actual receipts of how much you you paid for that shoe, they're only going to refund you on what, what the, the retail price is or what you can prove that you actually paid. Yeah. Now, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but I know that um, speaking to a couple of people who have actually, unfortunately, had to deal with this process, um, that they've... I know somebody who has had, like, £10,000 worth of, of shoes stolen, they would only give him the retail price back. Yeah, that's so it was something like... It's, it's something like less than half of that, which is not much much fun to be dealing with so i think while we don't have the knowledge in the room it is something maybe worth looking into to see if there is anything that would cover you on the on the resale price so as much if, if you hadn't actually paid that specific price for it because it is still it sucks it yeah. sucks and i think someone potentially watching this might be having a light bulb moment right now yeah who yeah, can just the come industry out. Uh, yeah i've just told you 84 percent right of people don't have insurance coming but i mean that's in. i mean that's one of the main reasons yeah. why in my pictures i don't feature my home <clears throat> yeah. in any of my shots yeah, absolutely really. i think is it is important given how much people do share on social media to to keep certain things to keep to some yourself. privacy yeah keep that nothing wrong with no. keeping things private no. and also sharing content that you know is fun and creative mm. definitely and they are like a store of a store of value now it's it's the next thing of people investing in vintage cars uh, that have gone up hugely over the years and wine and paintings and uh, and uh, sort of um furniture and all this sort of stuff it's it's the next thing that Be- people are uh, looking what at what i think beyond the the actual value of the shoe as in money wise I think once you lose a sentimental item Mm. You you're heartbroken and you're not gonna get it back. So I mean, no value is gonna be if if something happened to those. Yeah, I have a couple of pairs that I'm I'm, I could I could easily kill for them. Yeah, Yeah. I could easily do it. Like it's coming for me. I don't care if somebody he give you that Liam Neeson phone call. If if somebody comes comes after some of my pairs, they they're they're in a big trouble. I know what you did to my Kobe twos. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Fair play. I think one of the things as well, even touching touching on that point, these are more than just a shoe to us now. Mm. Like I don't just wear trainers for for, for performance or to play basketball to go for a run. Mm. I've got my Under Armours for that, and I've got you know kind of brands that maybe are more performance focused still. I don't really wear my Jordans or any of my Nikes really for performance. Mm. Like, mm. is it the same for you? Yeah, I mean, I don't do as much performance as I used to. No. Um, and that's down uh, to... Uh, does some... walking consider performance? Because uh, I walk quite a lot. <laughs> Depends on how you walk, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, um, but no, I've had, a, I've had a lot of shoulder problems, so I've not been able to, um, to, to do as much sort of uh, technical stuff as I may have used to have been. But... For me, I love having them out on. You know, I love having them out on my display. I love coming in the morning and looking at them and seeing them. And I don't stare gazingly at them for ten minutes or anything. But I just, I really love having them there. And it's just, mm. like, it's almost like a wall of art for me. You do form a honest. kind of uh, an emotional connection to certain shoes. Yeah. I, used, I always used to have the same when I was a kid. It's like sneakers are better than people. And I know that sounds sad. <laughs> sounds a bit sad. Well, they don't answer back. But they, they never don't. let me down. Uh, my my bio <laughs> on like social media used to be I have more shoes than friends. Damn, and that's probably yeah. still true. <laughs> 
Leon. You've got I me. Know, I, I love bought, you, Leon. I bought a lot of shoes, but uh, yeah. You can't buy friends, Leon. You cannot buy friends. <laughs> well, uh, I think you were, you've been mentioning about how your collection has really picked up in like the last mm. few years. Uh, when roughly would you say is sort of that turning point of when you started collecting more for, for pleasure than for, for uh, actual necessity? Um, so... As I said, I've been working in the city for, for over 20 years. Um, and a few years ago, um, or more than just a few years ago now, I sort of had this um, light bulb moment, if you like, that uh, where I, I was sort of suffering some, um, some sort of mental health issues. Um, and it was a very, very tough time. And so a lot of stuff you learn is that you're taking so much stuff, not even for granted, you're not recognising a lot of the good things in it, that, that are going on. And, you know, it's called mindfulness, and I won't necessarily get too much into that now. But it's actually sort of living for the moment versus constantly thinking about what the next thing you mm. can do is because you've got so much to do and it's so busy and, and, and such like that. So for me, it was important to actually take a look at things and think, right, what am I neglecting here? Um, and you know it's your family um, spending time you know and it's, it can be a problem now as well with social media it can take up so much people's time especially with the youngsters that are just coming through and just spending so much time on their phones and I and I do have to keep reminding myself that you know you need to have some sort of off time if you like um, but my like I say it allowed me I think the trainers thing it was just it was it was an interest that was kind of aligned with my work that I could, that, that I really enjoyed. Um, and it's a, sorry, it's a sector that I really like and I can apply my skill set, if you like, and knowledge from what I do. Mm. Um, and it sort of coincided, I think, with the whole sneaker industry turning a bit more of like for, for collections and, uh, and and such like that. And I, uh, as we see with some of the some of the shoes that we've got on display and some of the boxes that we've got on display, you know, these these the manufacturers now are really pushing the boat out to, mm. to, to, to recognise that people are buying these for some sort of limited wear, but also having them as a... So I would say that that, that, that for me was a, a, a turning point that I saw... I didn't sort of suddenly say, oh, there's a gap in the market for someone that's going to bridge the gap between finance and, and sneakers. But it's just... It, it, it did was it just, for you. Yeah, it, it was bridged just, the connection for you for two hobbies and two passions that you had. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. And it's, you know, it, there was a bit of a, a, a gap, it felt, in the market there for it. Um, and I, it's something I really, really enjoy. It, it's like anything you do. Most people will say they don't like their job. Um, but if you can do something that you enjoy, you're a very lucky person. I think you've been doing a really great job of exposing some of that stuff and actually you. you know bringing uh, some of the more financial aspects to the forefront of the conversation um what i was going to ask is is how do you feel about having instagram as that medium and have you know anyone from more traditional media contacted you in terms of uh, your view on, on on these things um so i'm hoping that i you know i, I wasn't putting my face to it to, to a lot of this sort of stuff because you know, I wasn't naturally relaxed sitting um, in front of a camera. Welcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome this isn't is quite a, a world exclusive, but I, I've, you know, what I've done, what I've done more recently is just trying to a little bit of a relax, maybe a quick five minute sit down, just explaining something, whether mm. it's something on the coronavirus or a set of earnings uh, for one of the manufacturers or whatever, and just trying to keep it. I, I, I want to. 
I don't want it to go too high brown to sort of you know I want to, I want to like I say I want to bridge that gap it's not no, there's no point in me trying to show off and say something you know something that using acronyms that people aren't going to understand sure. or I probably wouldn't even understand some of them myself um, but with regard you know Instagram is one that I you know I have got a Facebook I have got a Twitter but I, I've spent more time sort of on Instagram because it seems to be a, a kind of a platform of the moment mm. uh, so to speak I'm on LinkedIn as well. And if you're thinking from a business perspective, I think LinkedIn is probably one of the, the, the better ones to, to, to be on. But I don't know how, I don't know enough about it um, to see how much it's compatible with each other. Some are very compatible because they're owned by the same parent, whereas others, it's very difficult. You have to go roundabout way. To, yeah, it's, um, um, you know. LinkedIn is surprisingly shareable when it comes to sort of like article content in the because the way that you typically write and the videos that you that you put on, uh, they are very you know shareable for for Instagram. But for instance, when if somebody was to share that to their story or something, they don't get the full breadth of the caption that you're conveying mm. whereas with sort of like linkedin people whenever they share it or they comment on it the whole thing will appear right and it's sort of i think that that might be beneficial for you to sort of branch out into if i you definitely do. think it's something i need to look at and i spent some time with um franklin bertang um king of trainers shout out to him because he spent <laughs> some good time with me and uh he didn't have to do that at all but he's a, a very very good guy and he gave me a few pointers which were really helpful um but I've also got I've got like a YouTube channel as well. But it's it's just a case of me literally nice. putting my, my yeah. editing skills are like B tech level, <laughs> like that's the highest it goes. Um, and it would um, they're basically on there as on, on a platform for me to have that stuff there ready, mm. so I can have like a YouTube link on my Instagram bio. And what is YouTube? Just so people can check it out. Um, it is. The underscore sneaker, uh, the underscore sneaker dog. Oh, sweet! Yeah, because yeah. that's my Gmail address. I think. Um, um, so don't it's... tell people your email address. There's no. too many weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, James sitting over there, uh, his ears might be burning a bit because Launchpod Studios offers some great uh, editing and video content uh, studio spaces, as you can see here. It would be it's amazing. Know, it, it's something that you could potentially look into. See, I'm going for the cross sell here. Yeah, <laughs> it's an well. amazing space. Yeah, it's, it's superb. So shout out to them. Yeah. But yeah, I think one of the things is kind of rewinding back a little bit is for us as the Real Soul family, sneakers really showed us that there was still that community thing. That when I was younger and I started, when I became a collector, maybe some 10, 15 years ago, we did have that community where we would just hang out at the store. I used to hang out. Did you ever come across Slamming Kicks? No. No. So that was a store in Carnaby Street, had it before Offspring was a big deal. Yeah. I think probably long before Offspring even existed. Um, run by a guy, a friend of mine called Magdi Fernandez, uh, who runs archive.dna, if you guys know that on Instagram. Okay. And that place, we used to hang out at the store all day, just show up. People like Kanye West would roll through. Like anyone from New York who were big sneakerheads would know that store was a place to come and hang out. Yeah. And I feel like we've kind of, we've, we've found that again now through stores creating this this retail experience yeah and it's i think that's what that's what brought all of us together it's a much more important thing yeah it's the it's the, deeper the, than sneakers is my point yeah it is um i think the social media side of it has definitely helped to sort of link it all up and there's you know there's good and bad stuff of social media you know mm -hmm. we can find out so much more about you know the minute something terrible happens in the world it's all over social media within yeah. seconds um and people are able to put their own footage up there and stuff like that um 
so it, we're, we're definitely in a much more connected world now and I think that's uh, allowed people to you know sometimes I've I feel a bit sorry for guys that might be in Manchester or up in uh, Edinburgh or Glasgow where a lot of stuff's going on in London That's a good point. and they can like view what's going on and they're like, oh, if only I could get down there and, and some of that. So we, I think we're lucky to live in and around London to be able to experience a lot of this sort of stuff. So we had that issue. <clears throat> a, good, a good point to backpack off of that was, um, you know, uh, around last year when, when the basement they brought out their their pack of the 90s mm. and they properly properly recognized all of the other major definitely english and even scottish Glasgow. okay let me rephrase the british cities right Great britain and you know they, they actually they put on full-scale events and they all ran at the same time you had london manchester and glasgow all at the same time and i thought you know i, I really felt that that was the best way to acknowledge uh, this sort of British atmosphere rather than just solely put in, in London and the people that are sort of tend to congregate in London you do you don't realise how much of a culture is still up north yeah, and yeah, uh, totally. in many respects they do it much bigger than we do definitely, yeah. Yeah, definitely. and you've seen Yeezy with his with obviously his different continent sort of releases yeah. haven't we in, uh, mm. last year and obviously we've got the city packs that have been dropping um, for the Air Max 90 as yes. well um, so I think you had uh, you had the, the the French one was uh, the Paris one was on the back of like a bakery and it had yeah. some sort of baguettes on it. Yeah. Uh, you had I think the sh was it the Shanghai. Shanghai one was for the delivery drivers. Mm. So it was because lots of bright colours for the sort of the delivery drivers and cyclists. Um, and the Japan one was I think because they're so good at their uh, construction and so they had some construction signs on it. And then you had Royal Mail for the UK. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I had to look at that swoosh and I was thinking what why have they got that angular line on it but if you actually look at Royal Mail vans from the, not anymore but from yeah. before they had that line running it's underneath really cool. the thing so yeah so uh, that sort of stuff I think is is, is great but the basement drops I mean That's they were the very very it. simple as well I mean yeah. but you just look at the Manchester one and it's like black with some with some vault on it but it just looks great and where the silver materials because it always rains up north yeah exactly yeah the Gore-Tex the Glasgow pair was the one that I felt I had seen the most buzz around in people actually sort of uh, empathising. Is that the grey and the safety orange? One? Yeah, the one that they people Glaswegians tended to empathise a lot more that that was you know that pair that represented them mm. uh, because it was based off of the the Duke of Wellington yeah, the, statue. the statue, which is quite a bit of a heritage piece. Yeah. Um, so it's more stuff like that 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 I I really appreciate. Um, but you know, I I loved the London pair, and the London pair was my favourite out of the pack. But Velcro you know, swooshes. Did it? Did, I don't know. I, I always feel like there can be more done, and um, I don't know. But I feel like the basement has has gotten as close to uh, to. Besides uh, releases and communication that the community brings out, and the information that's released instant and you find out whatever uh, store in London drops and you are in Glasgow and or on a different continent and you help each other to to buy the the taillights to send them to US and you buy the earth from US and you or your friend is sending to you and stuff like that and uh, trying to connect with um, what Andy said a bit earlier about, about uh, mindfulness and uh, men's health and Mind's health. Uh, what what do you think the community can do in order to help each other with something beyond the sneakers? Because each of us ha have our own issues, and uh, each of us has have our own uh, uh, 
thoughts sometimes good sometimes not so good and how can we help each other to 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 make it better for everybody mm-hmm. what, what what's your point on, i think a great i think a great starting point is having a common passion for something mm. um but you've got people coming from all walks of life so i am seen as quite strange in my industry for my passion for for sneakers and my collection um whereas you know i know that i don't have as many sneakers as a lot of other sneakerheads that, that you know have i'm also lucky that i can sort of wear them to to, to work etc but i think starting with that common passion so my point being is that you get people from all walks of life okay? yeah i love that um and you've got people that are yeah so we're doing completely people look completely differently but it's it's one passion that brings people together and it's a common thing to talk about and i and i, and I personally think um and we did sort of talk a little bit about this um offline mm. but i think for instance some being able to raise awareness through what we do is very very important whether we've lost close friends through mental health um you know, I, I think we have the ability, especially with, um, you know, the apparel that people are wearing, um, the, the the more sort of dynamism around sneakers now that can be, uh, you can tailor make them to what you want, whether it be, you know, pairs of laces or Velcro patches and swooshes and, 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 and such like that. I think there is a lot that can be done to get positive messages across mm. uh, like for instance morgan more prime did his that's exactly um, what i was thinking yeah, uh, his patch have you hugged your have you hugged, hugged your, your mate, mate today? today um you know there's so much that can be can be done with that and i and i i personally think there's no reason why that couldn't be taken a step further so for the um, people that, that might not know uh, what that campaign was uh, the have your have you hugged your mate today uh, was based off of the old harashi ads which were the have you hugged your foot today because yeah. it's based off of a t-shirt for your feet similar to to the prestos but um and i, I sort of lose momentum in, in this point but what what else was done with with uh, with what morgan was doing with that he i believe he he made the patches and he donated the money to a charity related to to, men, mental, to health. mental health yeah that's brilliant so uh, it was a limited run of patches um and yeah i think they sold out pretty quickly yeah. also more um, importantly it really gets the conversation going yeah uh, we're morgan, still talking about it now yeah. and it was ages yeah. ago and yeah, morgan morgan's quite a prominent person within the sneaker community so having people like him who are willing to open up and speak about important things that do affect us all you know, whether you're a man or a woman, or mm. young or Come on the old. podcast. <laughs> you pointed at me and said young and yeah, I love that. that. Honestly, if I could... Sw- it's like you guys have swapped bodies. I swear to God. <laughs> this is actually Leon. Yeah. Wow. But, but, I mean, but what, I'm, what I'm asking is what us as a person can, can do to help the, the one next to us. I think I mean, it's conversation. I think it honestly is a conversation. And, and to Andy's point, the fact that we have sneakers is a thing that brings us together. There's literally zero other reason i could think of that the five people in this room mm. would have been connected today mm. on a saturday afternoon there's just no other reason why we would have come from all the different places we've come from different countries we've come from to be sat around the table talking about something we love sneakers and something that's important mental health this mm. it's crazy the amount of power that that unifying thing a shoe has given us yeah. it's insane and i've found true friendships like i love you and I love Aww. you. And I didn't have you guys before I had sneakers. Like, it just wasn't a thing that I could meet people that yeah. I didn't know, didn't have anything else in common with. And now we've got really deep friendships that really last. I, it's I, I think, important. I think something that you must also keep remembering is that 
if you talk to someone about mental health, they can say, oh, I'm so glad you're better now. And actually, I think everyone in the world is probably got some sort of element, if you we're like. We're all That's my point. To a certain level, we all have our thoughts have, and uh, yeah, issues. And, so, and so you certain... need to think about, you know, everyone wants to buy all the loads of pairs of trainers but actually if you just go like a bull in a china shop and buy loads of the pairs that you can't afford you're going to get yourself into financial stress um and that leads to psychological stress and you can get yourself in a bit of a you know um or spending too much time on social media uh, again is going to not allow your brain to to sort of switch off and your eyes to have a break, you know, sitting in bed. I mean, we're all guilty of it. And you're sitting in bed, just checking one last time before you go to See, bed or whatever. To that point, that's why I charge my phone on the other side of the room. I don't have my phone in bed when I'm going to sleep. I just literally, but when I get what? to bed, phone goes on the other side of the room, I go to sleep. I use mine as an alarm. So yeah, the alarm goes off, you're going to have to get up. That's even better. Make sure you get up. There's no snooze yeah. alarms for John. Exactly. Get um, up when you get up. Yeah, but... On that point, I was just thinking it, it, it is something, and I don't know whether it's specifically rampant within our sort of sneaker community, trainer community, um, or if it's just people in general have these sort of mental uh, thing, mental baggage that they carry with them, or if it is something to do specifically with the shoes. I feel like whenever, I feel like with the larger collectors. And it's something that I experience is that typically if I buy a shoe, I'll, I'll, it'll make me feel a bit better. I, yeah, well, I mean, retail therapy is a thing for a reason. You get the serotonin and things that go off. And... Do you know, actually, another, another point to that is the psychology around winning and losing. You know, getting, mm. an, getting an L or getting a win. Mm. Yeah. That, there's a little getting a W. That's the thing. Like, even Jamie won a shoe that he's not even owning. He's literally hooked up a friend, but he got a W yeah. and feels good about it, even though he's not getting the shoe. Mm. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's, there's something in that that we all kind of... I do feel, as sneakerheads, we are luckier than other communities of people who or people who don't have a community because we do have regular pickups. We do have a, a thing that we can talk about throughout the year. You know, even just the, the business side of things. Yeah. You've got something to share and build a community around. Whereas if you were into, say, I don't know, painting model airplanes, you'd have to have that as your community. And there might not be a new model airplane every week. No. You don't no, get that right. regular check-in that we do. And I think it's... We're very lucky to have that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that in in a lot of hobbies and things, whether it's you know someone being really pleased because they scored a hat trick uh, at football or they missed a penalty, so they're down. I think mm. you can probably look at a lot of everyday situations, and you're going to take positives and negatives from that. Uh, and I just think that it's really, really important that we don't sweep stuff under the carpet, and you listen to your to what your mind's setting you and, tr- and, and try and do everything in moderation because if you go to hell for leather at one thing it, it can spell disaster it's part of the reason why I'm not buying any trainers this year <laughs> <laughs> that's why I'm going to say that every on, time on a serious now. note because we're about uh, I'm not going to say the date because it will date the video you do it every time we're, we're <laughs> some way into 2019 or 2019 yeah, we're, we're some way into 2020 <laughs> already and you've still not bought any shoes so uh, do you think that's had a bit of a positive effect or? You, there's a couple of things that I want to touch on that um, I'm actually working on a video where I'm going to talk about it a bit more um, just a short video but seeing you guys in our we've got a slack a group slack channel mm. seeing everyone talking about winning and losing and being stressed out because they can't get the sneakers out to work mm-hmm. i yeah. feel really liberated that i'm not in any of that i have none of that anxiety about whether i'm going to win or lose 
I'm not, every time my notifications go off on Instagram, I'm not worried that I'm missing a raffle opportunity. You're happy for other people I, I'm happy when other people win, but I'm not getting yeah. the, the anxiety of losing. And it's, yeah. you, it's you a weird thing. You don't get stressed thing. about it. Yeah, and I, mean, I guess you have a similar thing because you're not buying any Nikes. When everyone's freaking mm. out about Jordans, you're like, I'm good. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah. have to worry about that stuff. Um, you're just slowly ticking, ticking yeah. off the list. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's the right, I feel like it's the, that's the right way to go about it, honestly. I, 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 I experienced the same feeling with you uh, years and years ago. I, I used to play a game on uh, Facebook and it was uh, basically you had to check it every so often, every two, three hours. You have Farm to check Bill. it to... No, it's like... <laughs> it was Mafia Wars. Mafia Wars. A little bit harder than Candy yeah. yeah. Crush. And uh, you... I mean, once I stopped playing and I unfriended all the players on on Facebook and all the it, it, life got easier, and I I I catch your feeling now. I catch your point. Yeah, it's liberating. Yeah, it really is. Addiction is real, and it, it's not like it's you. It's not drugs. It's not alcohol. But it's it's these it's little things. Sort of. that, yeah. <laughs> Think back to the for the for the older ones of us uh, amongst us here today. Wasn't there something called a Tamagotchi? Yeah, I love Tamagotchi. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it so like a tiny little digi, digital thing yeah, that yeah, yeah. it used to sort of it make this horrible... It was a keychain you used to do. Yeah, 8-bit sort of noise that it used yeah. to be crying or whatever. And, and, and suddenly you're sort of like... I killed so many Tamagotchis. Yeah, she forgot to feed them. Fell asleep or whatever. You know, that's this. That was early time yeah. of breeding us into these sort of. You know, we have to be dependent on certain things. It's true. Um, really true. But the amount of times, you know, whether it's snap streaks. Um, you know, oh my goodness, oh, I need my phone because I need to do my snap streaks. Yeah. Well, what's the worst thing that happens? <laughs> oh no, you haven't got any snap streaks. Yeah, you, you know, start again. You know, let's look out the window and make sure planes are still in the sky and, you know. <laughs> Uh, grass yeah. is still growing yeah you know? <laughs> tap the brakes have a look of reality enjoy what's going on around you brilliant I think that's a good point to wrap up but again Andy really really appreciate you coming no, down not at all. Uh, it's been Thank a fantastic conversation if you guys have any comments or any thoughts on what we've discussed today or in any of the other episodes please check them out in the comment section and uh, subscribe hit the notification bell to make sure when you're the first to know when we release a new video check us out on Instagram and now TikTok the real soul family I am Sneakers John I am Leon Avery. Not Leon Avery on Instagram. Sometimes not Leon Avery. <laughs> Andy Wilson, the underscore sneaker dog. Chip, the guy with the three stripes. Thanks for watching, guys. Thank Check you. out the next one. Thank, Thank you. you. Clap, 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 clap.